0: Arguably, some of us waste a fair bit of our working life dreaming of this. That is, working less while still picking up the same paycheck. While results of a new study suggest a four-day working week rather than the traditional five is a win for businesses and their employees. More than 30 companies around the world took part in a six-month trial where staff got an extra day off work without a cut in pay. Revenues went up while resignations and absenteeism went down. Not-for-profit, four-day week global coordinated the project founder and acting ceo charlotte lockhart is with us now charlotte what are the negatives with this are there any well not
1: really it depends on your attitude towards um Attitude towards work Um, from our perspective. So just a little correction. The the 30 companies were in the US and Ireland. Our global pilot, we have results coming from our UK pilot, which has 70 companies on it, um, coming in February. Um, We'll have 200 companies that we'll have results for by um, end of March next year. But no, look... The negative uh, with this is if you want to work all the hours that God sends, then this is not the conversation for you. But I think as New Zealanders particularly, we have to ask ourselves, what is the society we want? Do we want one that works all the time or do we want one where people have time to be with their families and their partners and engage in community activities and sport?
0: So revenue went up, right, compared yep. to the same um, six-month period the year prior to the trial. Yes. In a sort of critical analysis, how do you know that that increased revenue is due to the change to four days?
1: Yeah, well, you're never going to know 100%, but the researchers have allowed some um, some uh, smoothing of the data uh, based upon what's happened in, in, in other economic indicators. Um, and so we have another piece of research that we're going to put alongside all of this uh, next year, which looks into that in a little bit more granular way. The tricky thing with the pilot program is that people's, uh, people's assessment of what productivity is in their individual businesses um, actually ends up being um, individual to that business, and not necessarily any any uh, market, because global markets are quite varied. So, are people simply
0: just having to work harder and faster in fewer hours, i.e., thirty-two hours, and go hammer and tong and get stressed out just in a in a smaller period of time?
1: Well the research doesn't indicate that. So the research indicates that uh, while some uh, about a third of the um, people felt that their their workload was slightly higher, um, nobody was saying it was infinitely high, but two-thirds either said it was the same or less. Um, and some of that comes down to the different job roles within an organisation, um, and sometimes it just comes down to people needing six months is not that big an amount of time to actually reform how you do things. and some roles have, are dependent upon businesses bringing in you know maybe a bit more technology or, or something that allows them to do their their jobs in less time.
0: Were these relatively small businesses, I mean what was the average number of workers?
1: So they are mostly in the in the medium size uh, of businesses. Uh, there are a few small ones. Our, the larger companies sit outside of these global pilots. They te- they are businesses that we support individually. Um, and and their data doesn't get reported in this.
0: Yeah, so I suppose that leads to my next question, is can this model work for bigger companies and organisations that physically require staff um, on-site 24-7?
1: Yes, it certainly does. And a number of the companies that were in the pilot did this. But if you look at the Unilever example, which sits in the FMCG space, their New Zealand team did it for a year and a half. They're now rolling it out across their entire Australian team. So do so, they need
0: more workers, Charlotte, or did they just roster people differently?
1: It depends on the organisation. Some organisations end up needing more workers. But when their people are more productive, that more worker actually ends up building extra revenue so it doesn't end up costing. The classic example of how that works is is in um, in care facilities where if you you have people on low wage um, and so therefore potentially you do need more but then you're not paying agency staff because they don't have the absenteeism.
0: So there'll be a few people leaning into the radio right now and this is the question that they want me to ask. How do they get their boss to agree to it?
1: Uh, well, they call us, and we'll help them with that. We actually have a how to convince your boss program, uh, so we can certainly I'll do send that. you
0: the PO box. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you do have a how to guide, and you will help people to- talk to their bosses, employers about absolutely. this.
1: But the number one thing is, don't forget, your boss is is required by the shareholders of the business to report better revenue. So what you've got to do is walk alongside that person and help them uh, design a pilot that's going to increase revenue, increase productivity, and still allow you to do that. It's a partnership between people and their bosses. Give us a call. Lovely
0: to talk to you. That's Charlotte Lockhart there um, from Four Day Week Global about that trial, working four days a week for the same amount of pay. Your thoughts? Text us 2101 or you can email Checkpoint.